before we like officially jump into it, yeah, uh, let's talk real fast about order of like business. I feel like yeah. uh, who do we want to say what, and you know what are we uh, like you know basically like what what are the couple things that we definitely need to say like every episode. I like to have, um, I'd like to have um, something that's like, you know, uh, hey everyone, welcome to uh, Timeline Scavengers, uh, the podcast that we're going to do forever. I'm James, your host. Yeah. <laughs> that's totally, that's totally fine. I think that that totally works. <laughs> the podcast, uh, the podcast, <laughs> the podcast designed to go until the day we die. Our, Our children's children. Children's children. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny that we both immediately went there. Our children's children will still be like finishing this up. They'll be like, we're only in phase five. What is happening? Like, God, why do they do this to us? Oh, the Howard so the Duck trilogy was just a real slog. Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to go on forever. I am James, one of your hosts. And I am Colin, one of your other hosts. Uh, As James said, this podcast is going to be long. This podcast is all about assembling the MCU timeline scene by scene in historical order. Uh, So not like, you know, watching, you know, Captain America first and like watching all of that all the way through. No, 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 my friends. We are starting and watching one scene of one movie, then hopping to another scene to another movie, and you're going to get the entire MCU storyline the way God intended. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Before we move too much farther, I just want to... There are two main sources that... um that I've been using to to sort of make a make a spreadsheet of 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 the b- big long timeline of what we're going to be doing. Um, one is there was this there was this uh, Twitter user that in uh, June of 2020 uh, put out a timeline that was in chronological order by movie, um, sort of the way we're going to do it, but just with the movies and mm. um, and then. Secondarily, there was a art, an article by PocketLint.com. <laughs> uh, it says the the MCU the complete MCU timeline at, at a glance, uh, which includes uh, the TV shows. Um, mm. So uh, Agent Carter, Agents of Shield, uh, Daredevil, etc. So the Netflix shows, right. the non Netflix shows, the Hulu shows, all of it, Runaways, Inhumans, everything. Right. Um, is Runaways technically MCU, or is that separate outside of its own? No, thing? it's. I mean, it's in. We're, we're going to get to it, and it's going to be. Oh. It's. I've actually already started where I am, which is in uh, spring of 2016, um, which is right before uh, Civil War, according to the. Oh, also mm-hmm. third MC Universe uh, 
MarvelCinematicUniverse.Fandom.com, the MCU wiki, is another uh, crucial thing. Yeah, I've, I, yeah, I've used yeah. that as well. Um, the Runaways, like, flashbacks are happening right now. So, like, I've, I'm like, mm. who, who is this character? And I'm like, mm, Runaways, got it. So, I, I like to... I don't like to like look ahead and be like, oh, this is a flashback for this. Right. Um, but that actually leads me into the next point, which is that this is still, a, well, it's going to be a constant work in progress as un- until Disney and Marvel and everyone decide, okay, that's enough. Let's close up shop. Uh, and or is, reboot the right, whole exactly. thing. Um, yeah. We're going to keep on going, but I'm still working through what's already there. Um, right. And one of the cool things that Colin and I talked about is that if there is something, and I think there is, <laughs> I think there's a season yeah. five Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing um, that takes place yes. before something, yes. we're going to slot it in. So I think we, we had something, we had a cool way of saying it, like, it won't be chronological to you, but if it will be to the list. So yes. Yeah. Um, and we'll try and update. There should be a way to update like, oh, there's a new episode. It's here. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, like we'll, we'll be putting on things like Twitter and stuff yeah. like that. Like when we when we put out like a new episode and say, hey, we're going back and adding this in. What we're going to do is we're uh, we have the ability to backlog an episode. Yeah. Um, so what we'll do is we will put that episode out sometime in between the yeah. two dates that it needs to fit into, like episode yeah. wise. So it'll like you can have an episode that's recorded in 2021, right? For yeah. like let's say um, 1693, and then suddenly an episode in uh, 2023 that we record that suddenly has to be added in back to the 2021 timeline, essentially, right? Uh, to include something that happens in 1695, right? Uh, you know I mean so it's like it'll be yeah. It's in a, in a way it actually is almost the way that these movies work, right? We'll have mm-hmm. a flashback essentially that we will then <laughs> insert into the correct timeline, uh, which and I think is kind of very fun and very interesting. There's a there's a, we also talked about putting in the show notes links to episodes like we won't link forward, but we will link backward. So right, if, we will link if, backwards. Let's say Captain America for whatever reason, if there's a framing device that takes place in 2011. Let's just say hypothetically, mm-hmm. when we get to the 2011 stuff, we can link back to the beginning of the Captain America 40s stuff. Right. Um, yes, exactly. But so that's really cool. Um, that It also will help with flashbacks. Um, there was a thing called Chronologically yes. Lost that someone put together. And Lost mm-hmm. uh, had the format of present day, present day flashback. Present right. day, present day, present day, where the character is affected by the stuff that happens in the flashback. And watching right. Chronologically Lost was really cool. And someone put them into episode order, like into episode chunks. And it was really right. cool. But the problem was that once you got to present day. You forgot what that was supposed to be linked to. It was like they'd, they'd be like moved by something. And you'd be like, I don't know. I don't remember what the <laughs> flashback was right. that you just had. So I'd like to be able to link or at least give context and stuff like that are we gonna title these like year or it's a good question what, this, what happens you know, in the scene and there's there's still a lot that has to be figured out yeah. here and like you know part of that is not that like oh we haven't done the work or whatever. what i mean is is that there's gonna be some tinkering yeah i think in in this process like yeah. as we go to figure out what makes the most amount of sense yeah um but i think that like the cool thing about this is that like uh 
looking at it in a totally different way in, in this way does mean that you know you might forget for example yeah. some of these like prologue things that we'll be talking about for the first couple of episodes <laughs> and we'll probably not get to them for like 50 episodes if not if more if not more yeah and then suddenly one day we're going to go but why do they oh that's right <laughs> you know um there- and it's it's very interesting that like you know there's interesting things here too about what you think happens in what order mm, right mm-hmm. because i started to look through some of this stuff today and i went but the problem is i was like it's like i actually think that somehow everyone like james and the person that james was you know getting all this info from in my head i was like they've all missed something there's something mm. that should be very number one first and then Stoked. i realized it wasn't actually it wasn't actually a flashback. It was someone explaining something in real time, right. but you never leave that scene, right? Right. Which is um, in Guardians of the Galaxy yes. when he mentions when the creation. Yeah. yeah. Oh no no no. When oh. um in Guardians of the Galaxy one, oh, okay. when uh, the collector is describing mm-hmm. the Infinity Stones, right? And uh, he's he's showing them through these like small windows, essentially, uh, like a flashback. Yeah. I thought that he starts that and then it cuts into an actual flashback. Right. Of those stuff. Nope. It's always contained in that room. And you pretty much all, like 95% of his discussion, you can see them physically standing yeah. there. So I was like, interesting. I really yeah. thought that that was an actual like scene within itself. And it was not. And that's a crucial thing that you just brought up, Colin, which is the difference between a flashback, a memory, a dream, a premonition, Right. Um, plot wise, a flashback that is like a narrator pro- flashback where not someone's not remembering. It's just let's take you back to here. So you have some context for what's going on. Yes. The the way that I've been categorizing it um, is that if we like what you said, if we have gone away from anyone in the present and we are in a scene. That's a flashback and that will count as a scene that will be where it takes place in the past. Right, right. However, but if, if it's someone describing what just happened right. kind of thing, it's happening in that moment because exactly. they are in the process of describing it. And you know? there are moments so, where, like yeah. in Iron Fist, um, yes, we're covering Iron Fist. No, come back. Come everyone. Come back. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> St- I promise we'll make it. It'll be interesting. I promise. <laughs> um, in Iron Fist, he has a bunch of like memories and sort of uh, PTSD stuff. Mm-hmm. And if it went to a solid scene, I kept it. But if it was something we'd seen and then he remembered it. I left that left back it, there. Like in so that, that time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So actually we would get the flashback and we'd be like, I remember that. Um, <laughs> the other thing, the other fun thing this does, fun, I'm going to put fun in air quotes. Um, there are going to be no like secret reveals. <laughs> You're going to see. Yeah. <laughs> there's not going to be like, I betrayed you. Could you be like, I watched you get born and go to kindergarten, <laughs> man. I know. I know your whole story. <laughs> Dude, it is so funny that you just said that, though, because I was watching. Okay, so I was watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? You know, getting prepared for all this stuff, right? right? And there is a thing where they do an entire series of flashbacks for one character Mm -hmm. that set you up for, like, who they are in present day. And I was like, we've seen them, though, like, in if you're watching the show in order, you've seen them for, like, 10 episodes before you finally find out through these flashbacks who they really are right but like if you go through it chronologically it's like it's that's why like for example 
in a way, you have to watch four, five, and six, one, two, and three for Star Wars, in a way, right? Right. Because if you watch it one, two, three, four, five, six, when you get to episode five and he goes and he says, "No, I am your father," you're like, "Yeah, I get it, dude. Yeah. Like, I I watched you grow up, right? <laughs> it's like I I watched you turn into this, yeah. man, right? Like, it completely ruins it. But like, and that's what we're at doing. the same time, <laughs> right? We're completely ruining it. No, but I think that that's kind of cool because it's a lot like now, James. I know you didn't. Um, I don't think you own a PS4, correct? Mm, correct. Yep. Nope. Okay. So in in Spider Man, the 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 game for PS4, which is not part of the MCU, so we won't be right. talking about like that storyline or anything like that. Um, but one of the really interesting things about the way that that game works is that you clearly, like you as the viewer, know who all of these characters are, right? right. For the for for the most part, it's like when you meet. For example, Dr. Otto Octavius. Right. We all know who he becomes, <laughs> right? And like, that's not even, like, part of it is like his name clearly, you know, right. like, leaves you into it. But also like, if you know anything about Spider-Man, you know right. who he eventually becomes. Right. And so the interesting thing about that game is watching throughout the entire game as you can see what's happening, yes. but Peter cannot. Yes. Because again, you have kind of this this third eye view of it, but also, you know, there's these things that you could see how he missed it, yeah. but you're like, no, no, if only you could just mm-hmm. turn around or go back for one second, you would, you would see it. Yeah. And like, you, you can't protect him from that, you know? So yeah. I think that that does make it more interesting. You know, there's interesting ways to look at it. It's just different. Yeah. The reveal or, or rather the reveals might not be the same, right? but a lot of them will still hold weight. We, it's more, I agree. And I think that there'll be some really cool, fun stuff uh, to discuss in terms of storytelling. Um, what, because in me, all the kids are doing in medias res uh, storytelling these days, and we're going to dismantle that. <laughs> we're going to take that right <laughs> apart. Um, and the other thing is that uh, there are times, I'm trying to think of a specific example. Hot <laughs> times. There are, huh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> this show. Um, there are times when there's a direct conflict. Like there's going to be times where we're going to be like, so remember yes. last episode when such and such? Bip, 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 I don't know. <laughs> there are, I mean, because that's the thing, right? It's like, is that's also how like comic books work sure. as well, right? Where there are, there are retcons that happen. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting when we do like a thing where we'll say something that is technically from a flashback, yeah. right? That has retconned something that we haven't even talked right. about yet. But we'll have to say, hey, remember when we mentioned this? That was actually the retcon for this moment. Right. You know, it's things like that or the other way around yeah. even, right? Where we say something and then say, hey, by the way, three episodes ago when we talked about blank, it's yeah. been retconned. I mean, like, and I think, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, just so you get an idea, if if you found this via like liking Marvel or knowing Colin and not knowing me or whatever, uh, here's here's a good look at who I am. If the weather is different on something that takes place on the same day in the same city, I'm going to be commenting upon it. So <laughs> <laughs> I have not noticed that level of detail yet. But like if you have, I would love to know because was, I that sort of stuff is fascinating to me. There was a Daredevil episode that that started right after an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode ended. I know it was a coincidence, but it mm-hmm. literally was like it's raining this day. And I was like, well, if it takes place here, then it's not raining. But the next day is clear. So that's when it takes place. It's it's wild. That is interesting. And uh, I'm also going to be shooting for everything is intentional and we can figure out a reason for everything that doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. Okay. So here's actually what I'm starting to think. I'm thinking that we've talked for quite a while about sort of like 
here's the sorts of things to expect. So I'm thinking maybe this is actually like an, an episode zero. Right. This part okay. right here. We'll we'll release this entirely separately. Sure. And just sort of get people like ready and understanding of here's how it works. Right. Um, so in that vein, let's talk about just a couple more things, I think, of like what people can expect. Mm-hmm. And so like they'll know sort of how the, the flow of every episode will go. Sure. And then we'll get to the actual like stuff that we will do for for real, sure. for real. I'd also like to talk about our history with, with comic books, which might be a good thing for, or history yes, with Marvel. Yes, that's exactly, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about, okay. So here's, here's I think, the things that we definitely need to discuss, and I can edit this part out okay. if we need to. Yep. But I think we should talk about our history with comic books. Um, maybe our history with, like, MCU stuff. Sure. Like, you know, like, how, like, did we both get started immediately, or did one of us hop on it later? And also... Um, like the fact that we're going to bring up comic books, like history right. uh, for these characters and and like maybe even specifically like their history in the MCU, right. if it's someone that we've mentioned, but it was like forever ago, stuff right. like that. Um, so <laughs> there was someone recently where it was like, and that's this person. I was like, wait, what? Like it was like a villain from like 30 years later. And I'm like, wait, right. we met them when they're, oh, <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is actually very good at that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that, like, that's one of the things that is incredible for the way that they structure their stuff. Yeah. It's interesting. We talked about this on Twitter where you and I, I think, are in very similar boats where I watched the first, like, maybe 10 episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. like, in real time. And I was just like, this is not doing anything for me. And and part of it may have actually honestly been watching it with commercials and stuff like that oh, where it kept getting yeah. broken up. And I was like, ugh, No. Now I'm watching it on Netflix. I've been binging the hell out of it. Absolutely. Uh, multiple times, slightly putting my homework off to the side and then kind of like cramming it a little <laughs> bit last second. But, you know, uh, no. But, yeah, I think that they're so good yeah. at that of like characters that we saw maybe once in a movie, but then they are relevant throughout the whole series mm-hmm. because they're like they're they're larger in a different realm because yeah. they're more political rather than like superhero yeah. kind of thing like that kind of stuff is very very good agents of shield what they do has one two at least three specific this this movie ends and the next day agents of shield yes. starts and i yes, loved it exactly you're gonna yes you're gonna that it's like they made that for this show like i i <laughs> totally agree with that there's there's many things like specifically after captain america 2 uh, that like link directly. In, I mean, it's like literally within hours, and you're like, it is so well Brother, done. Brother, th- I have I've also taken notes because my friend Mark said I should take notes in case I turn what we're making into a podcast into a book because sometimes you have stuff in the creative primordial sure. lose, and you're like, is this a book? Is this a whatever? Yeah, so yeah. So I yeah. have notes, and my first note is uh, episode season one, episode sixteen of Agents of Shield, and the. And the second or the third third of Winter Soldier was the I've watched those that episode and that part of that movie more Mm -hmm. than probably any other bit of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just because it's I was trying to lock them in because they happen lock the timeline semi semi simultaneously semi simultaneous. (sighs) Yeah. And I think that that's that's very interesting, like is how they do that. I mean, like, you know. They also talk about how I think it's Iron Man 2, Thor. Wait, hang on. I'm trying to remember which one. There's three specific movies in at one point that all happened literally in the same week. Uh, maybe not necessarily on the same days, but like they're all within the same week. And like that's one of the reasons why 
like this person isn't helping this person out, stuff like that. Like right. there's a really interesting thing for that. I can't remember. I think it's in phase two. Let's I see. could be wrong on that. Um, oh, I forgot. I was, I was in flashbacks. Um, Iron Man, Thor, Iron Man two and Thor happened simultaneously. Yes. Oh, I think in the Incredible and the Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Yes. Well, That's there's definitely it. it's a really three. cool part of Iron Man two, the end of Iron Man two, and the end and the middle of Incredible Hulk link up in the most yes. random MCU way, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but don't worry. That's about 200 episodes in. Also, so lots of guests. I'm excited for, we're going to bring oh, on. Yes. Yeah. We're going to bring lots on a lot of, of guests. People. So if, you know, if you have an interest in something with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'd say get in touch with us because we probably want to have you on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And we'll have a Twitter account yeah. set up for sure by the time yeah. these episodes actually come yeah. out and we'll. We'll link it. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's, now that we've gotten through that, let's talk about our, our history uh, with comics or at least, you know, uh, do you want to do comics in general or like specifically Marvel? For, for me, maybe this is a good inroad. For me, they're kind of the same thing. Like, I, did I mean, that's, that's fair. Death I, of Superman I, I, and Aquaman in the early 90s and then Batman a little and then Marvel mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. I would definitely say I'm much more of a Marvel person than I am a DC. Um, I definitely have read quite a bit of Batman. Mm-hmm. I mean, like for me, it was like for a very long time, I would kind of struggle between choosing like for my number one superhero, was it Spider-Man or Batman kind right. of thing? And I think part of the Batman stuff was specifically because of like my family. Like there was a lot, there was a larger uh, connection to Batman with my mm-hmm. family and like, uh, and stuff like that. And like, you know, my grandfather really liked Superman. Sure. Um. So like, you know, we kind of like also like, I felt, you know, had that connection on that. I will say the long Halloween, mm, uh, a, a Batman book. book is possibly the best like book yeah. of all, like of, of like comic history in For my sure. opinion. I mean, it is from start to finish an incredible thing because not only are there really good fight scenes where like you watch him be the tactician that he is, where he's like, he literally is like in his mind saying like, I know Grundy is the biggest one, but he also poses the biggest threat, like basically to everybody, right? He's like, so I'm going to take him out first because it'll give me some breathing room and has less chance of like hospitalizing some of these other people. So it's like, even though they're villains, he's still thinking about like not hurting them too bad, you know, like, or like getting someone killed. And so like, you know, he takes, and also like, if he takes him out first, it might intimidate some people kind of thing. So like he does that, but also the whole book is like, detective mode yeah and like it really is like the world's best detective yeah so good for sure. um but yeah no i i've read you know batman i've read a lot of justice league um and uh i read also from dc uh oh god hang on i'm trying to remember i, I know i've got some in in like my comic collection at yeah. home uh for sure i like i i definitely collected wonder woman for a while mm. um uh, I I definitely did a lot of the Flash as well. Sorry, I forgot sure. about that. Um, I'm blanking on the on the writer's name, but there was a guy who was the head writer on the Flash for like four or five years, I think. And like I have like his whole run. Um, but for Marvel, love like love that stuff. I mean, like Spider Man. Uh, I think 
for a little while again kind of was like ah, Batman or Spider-Man but like really I think at the end of the day it's always been Spider-Man I mean Same. Spider-Man's literally on my desk right now yeah I mean you know I like he just there's a I there's a lot in Spider-Man that like I admire for sure like, just as a person um but I've collected Spider-Man for a long time uh love Spider-Man uh Captain Marvel Iron Man, who I will admit, I only got into Iron Man once the movies came out. Sure. I never thought he was that interesting of a character yeah. until the movies. And then, yeah, I get it. M- Marvel started making their comic books like kind of like the looks based off of well, sure. their actors. <laughs> but like, that's, that's a good yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a good time. Yeah. Like it's a good way to get people who watch those movies to then want to connect to the books. Absolutely. You know. Um, you know, I I also collected for a long time Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Uh, once they kind of became a little bit more relevant, uh, I collected um, Avengers, obviously X Men. Even during some of their really bad runs, I still you know went with it. Um, but I mean, like growing up, like Spider Man, X Men, and uh, uh, Avengers, and Captain America were mm. all ones that like I oh and Daredevil oh my god I've I've loved Daredevil for so long mm. and the Mark Wade Daredevil books I mean Mark Wade is an amazing writer he also wrote uh Doom or the Tower of Babel depending on which iteration you've like looked at okay. for Justice League okay. but that's the one where like someone gets Batman's plans like contingency plans for all of them oh. and starts trying to take out the Justice League very extremely good mm. but anyway Mark Wade Loved loved his Daredevil run. I got him to sign some comic books at a convention once, and I was like shaking while meeting him and yeah. like making a fool of myself. Um, and we just like I was there with my cousin. We kept just being like, I mean, like we just kept saying the same shit over and over again because we were so nervous. <laughs> and he was like, uh huh, okay, yep, great, great. <laughs> and then just like handing the stuff over. But anyway, so yeah, so that's that's my sort of like history with them. But I've read the stuff and collected the stuff, played the games, everything like that since like maybe age six or seven. Yeah. You know, so like pretty young. Let me let me go grab um uh, a TVB. I have uh, the only Daredevil TVB I have. Uh, let me see who wrote it. Hold on a second. Yeah, sure. My friend Andy uh, is big into comic books as well, um, and he gave me for Christmas one year the Born Again uh, TVB, which is Frank Miller. Oh, Frank Miller, yeah, also yeah. wrote quite a few like huge popular books. Sure. Um, oh, sorry. One final one final note. Yeah. I almost forgot about Jeff Loeb. Yeah. Who does a lot of stuff, obviously, for like MCU and like uh, Agents of Shield. We're going to mention like his name a lot. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Loeb also wrote uh, The Long Halloween, for mm-hmm. one thing. Um, but also, he wrote uh, Spider Man Blue, Daredevil Yellow, Hulk Gray, and Captain America White, which actually, interestingly enough, didn't come out when it was supposed to. And they they finally published it like 15 years later. Uh, but it was this whole like series that he was doing of like basically like a one shot comic. Okay. Um, for for these like different heroes, and they were all like color coded. Yeah. And I think there was supposed to be even more than I think maybe the series got dropped for some reason. Spider Man Blue is like all about like you know uh, like these like memories of Gwen Stacy essentially, mm. and like you know basically him saying goodbye to her. Yeah. Because like you know he's like kind of coming to terms with things. Daredevil Yellow is about like. Uh, him making his first Daredevil suit, which yeah, was the yellow, one. Uh, yellow, <laughs> the yellow with the red, which I love mm. that look. But it was because it was like part of his father's fighting robes, and right, stuff like that. right, right. Um, and so like, there's that book. Hulk Gray is about uh, Hulk, not Professor Hulk, but like uh, one of his other kind of iterations this where gray one he kind of smarter. kind of goes, yeah, 
Yeah, where he was smarter and stuff like that. So it's like stuff like that. Um, and interesting like looks into these characters. Um, Captain America White was about Bucky and mm. Captain America. Uh, and I actually funny story is that I found because they again they never published it, but they had some test runs. I own one of the test runs wow. of the original before it ever got published, and I have it signed. And like, so I've never read it because <laughs> I've never wanted to touch it. But like, I own it, and right. I'm like, one of the best things I've ever owned. Uh, but yeah, anyway, there's, okay. Uh, in uh, in Lost, not to bring up Lost again, there's a guy who uh, carries around our mutual friend uh, because it, he's read everything else by Dickens, but he intends to read our mutual friend as the last book he ever reads. And I imagine that's you with uh, with that book where you're like, on my deathbed, I'm gonna open it up and I'm gonna read it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wreck it for my children who, who are like, listen, you still have not paid off your college loans. This could help us if you keep it in pristine condition. I'll be like, I'm gonna read it. Give me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, and I'm gonna read it in my bed, just like like drooling and just like IV lines dripping all over the like. Grandpa, that was worth $80 million. <laughs> it's now worth 80 cents. I'm like, it was worth it. You know? Um, Jeff Loeb, you <laughs> son of a bitch, you did it again. <laughs> and Dice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flatlines. I I think I got into comics through comic book cards. Did you ever collect comic book cards? I don't think so. When I was in, let's see, probably third grade. Um mm-hmm. I don't know how I got into it, but someone started collecting, uh, probably my friend Kevin started collecting Marvel cards and collecting is my inroad to basically anything. That's fair. That's fair. Is that my son is the same. Like, um, so I re- before I read a, a single comic book, I had uh, Marvel cards. There was series one, which was like in the 80s. I didn't, I, I, it may have been that I wasn't necessarily alive or able to, you know, like be in school or whatever when that came out. Series two was like right around when I was there. And then series three came out when I was super into it. So there was a comic book shop called um, Ground Zero Comics in in, uh, Bellevue, Nebraska, that I would go get magic cards sometimes and Marvel cards. And Hmm. uh, Marvel also uh, did this thing called Marvel Masterpieces. Have you ever seen these? I don't think I have, no. So there's great... uh, Great pictures of all these are the 1992 Marvel masterpieces I got for Christmas. I got a box. Sorry, what year? 1992. Yeah, I was one years old. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, James. Didn't mean to. Didn't mean to do you dirty like cool. that. Cool, Colin. Here's your. Here's your boy, Daredevil. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good. Here. That's like a power and, pose. And then, for sure. Yeah. The like and then half on the back, turnover. They have, like the first issue of them and stuff. Oh, that's cool. I like that a lot, actually. That's a cool way to do that. And so like a like a little intro. Yeah, exactly. And it, and there there would be on the normal uh Marvel cards, there would be like if you look at the Wikipedia uh for Marvel characters now on like the Marvel Wikia dot uh com or whatever, they have mm-hmm. like power rankings and mm-hmm. like uh strength, speed intelligence agility and stamina i think are the ones right and the cards had that so it was like daredevil's agility was a five which is the best but his strength was like a three because he's strong but he's not like right he's not super yeah super strong he's just he's a human exactly um also just just to make you super jealous here's is there spider-man oh that's a good spider-man 
This is a promotional for celebrate 30 years of the amazing of amazing fantasy. That's really with cool. Spider-Man. This is in the back of my book. But yeah, so I I think I looked at I collected these cards. Oh, the, my grandparents got me a box, so I got the full set of nineteen ninety two Marvel masterpieces. It was really cool. That's cool. Um. Oh, I gotta show you this. Hold on one sec. You've seen yeah, this sure. probably. I want to I want to get a good. Oh, that's a good See, yeah. yeah. Is that uh, you know, can't quite make out his mask that well. Is that a uh, Todd McFarlane? It looks like drawing? it's a Dusko. I don't know who Dusko is. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so the, the way it's, it's the, the way the pose is looks very Todd McFarlane. It's definitely inspired by that Spider-Man number one, Todd McFarlane. Yeah. Um. So then I would go visit my dad in Boston, and there was a comic book shop called uh, Newberry Comics. Nope. Wait, there was that, but it was called New England Comics. Uh, that was in their town. Mm-hmm. Uh. So like we passed it every day on the way to the park or whatever. And comics at the time, Colin, were a dollar. So I knew how many comics I could get because it was the That's number perfect. of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's perfect. So I got I would I dove into uh, Fantastic Four and Spider Man, uh, like the Infinity mm. Gauntlet Crisis, where there was like a uh, doppelgangers. Yes, of everyone. Yeah. That was one of my first series I really liked. Um, like I said, I did I did do some Aquaman in the early nineties uh, when he got his hand mm-hmm. cut off. I have that issue. Um, oh yeah, that was that was a very like formative off, time for that, you know. I think he got eaten that? off by sharks. I think a shark ate his hand off, which was supposed yeah, to be I, like I don't remember what it was. I just remember for a while he had like the hook, hook hand exactly, for a good exactly. while. Until they rebooted it. was a him. good long while. Yeah. yeah. I had that and then I had uh some the Superman when they had the death of Superman, uh that I had. Yeah. Um I had a lot of Tales of the Dark Knight Batman stuff, which are like a nice the nicely drawn sort of um sort of a little yeah. bit Boku sort of um, mm-hmm. thing, but then, then Spider-Man. And then in high school, I got a subscription to Spider-Man. Um, and that was right around the time of the clone saga. So I had oh, yeah. that, I got the issue where like, like Mary Jane lost the baby and stuff. Like all of that yeah, I was getting yeah. on a subscription level. Um, I first heard of Hydra, <laughs> uh, in Spider-Man, which is not the place you're supposed to hear about Hydra, I think, but they were definitely in there. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. And then I got out of it because um, music and girls happened and drama. So <laughs> comic books sort of fell by the wayside a little bit. Then mm-hmm. junior year of college, out of nowhere, I was like, I think I'm going to get into the Avengers. Had never, I had one Avengers comic from like the 80s. Um, and... I got in. I started them right as House of M started. Like the issue that I got was That's the issue that they crashed time. the Quinjet into the Avengers Mansion. Like it was. I got. A, oh, so was I'm trying to remember which came first. So did were you catching the the tail end then of Avengers Disassembled? It was the beginning. That, so disassembled led into House of M. So I got disassembled. Right. Yeah, that, that's what yeah. I thought. So I got. Oh, but you you started with one. I started at, at okay. disassembled. Yeah, and all of that. Oh, or that at, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then because then when House of M came out, I they they gave like a a sheet that was like here's all the oh issues. like the tie-ins and stuff like that. And here's yeah. A, like it was a checklist, and I was like, that's smart. All right. Let's do this. So I have over there in my box all of House of M in individual issues. I, th- if I'm not mistaken, okay, I know I definitely have the main storyline of Civil War in individual I comics. I have some of that too. I think 
I believe though that when I bought that, because the thing is like a lot of the times when I go, when you go to conventions, you can get them like in like package sets yeah. essentially. So they have them all That's in so like a smart. portfolio essentially. And I, I'm trying to remember because uh, the problem is that now that I'm in New Orleans, all my comic books are back home, like mm-hmm. at my parents' house, right? Because um, I only had so much room here. But like I cannot remember if I have just the main storyline or if it includes all of the individual tie-in stories. Right. I, I'm I'm struggling to remember, but I know that I definitely for sure own Spider-Man S- Civil mm-hmm. War one because I found that one separate the year before I found the full set. Right. Um, having full sets are is like an incredible thing. Like I, they're very because like for for me like you know growing up during kind of like the same timeline as you right like a lot of my like book purchases were just like the graphic novel sure. volume versions yeah. of things because it was cheaper yeah. and also like. I didn't have to go to a store all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I could kind of go pick maybe, especially when I was younger, convince my parents to buy me a couple of books and yeah. then kind of work my way through like volumes of things right. at a time. Um, but then like when I got a full-time job, when I was like, you know, in my early twenties, all of a sudden I was like, I've got a little bit of extra income. Mm-hmm. I could use it for $4 comic books. Yeah. Uh, Cause they're, they're like three fifty at the time. Yeah. And I think they're three ninety nine now. Maybe they might even be more expensive. I haven't collected in a couple of years. <laughs> Like, I, I looked yeah. away. Uh, subscriptions were this astronomical, oh my God, what a luxury thing. I look away and I look back because I got a subscription to, to New Avengers. I have the first probably 15 issues of mm. New Avengers. Yeah. Um, and I was like, subscriptions to the to comic books are actually surprisingly affordable. So like, I got one and I was like, this is cool. I could probably pick up two. I didn't. But then there was a point where I was talking to Mark and Secret Invasion was happening on Avengers. So I have oh. House of M, I have Civil War, and then Secret Invasion started happening. And I was like, you know, the thing about comics is, where do you stop? You can't. It goes on forever. Sort of like this podcast, he said, tying it back in. Yeah. But for this pod, the difference between this podcast and comics is that I don't have to keep paying every month to keep it going. So yeah. I basically was yeah. like, I'll just look at the, the TPBs in the library. I'll look at like stuff online and stuff. And I, I, I feel really good. Um, if we want to, I would s- like to collect again. I, I mean, to be honest, yeah. like it's a space I think thing, the, my, thing for me. Yeah, it's a space thing, and also like a price thing for me right now because I'm yeah. in grad school and yeah. like trying to make my trying to make my life work. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like that was honestly the only reason why I stopped. Like I collected up until the month or maybe two or three months before I left to go finish my undergrad because I had done like. Uh, community college right. and then never went to finish the right. undergrad but like i went from like 2011 to 20 i think the like mid 2016 of collecting mm. so like i mean i've got like you know a long box and uh a small box and then a couple book uh, boxes that are just like amazon boxes mm-hmm. and stuff like that that i have some stuff yeah. stacked in because i didn't have any new boxes to put things in but like i've got a decent collection of uh, an assortment of things Patreon bonus content. I know that you are a little bit at a disadvantage in New Orleans, but mm-hmm. Patreon bonus content going through collections on like oh on like a Ooh, on like a yeah. feed or something or live on a webcam or whatever. Cause I have about I have two boxes of things. One is I can like do that when I go home to visit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I have yeah. bags and boards I've in one and, and then just like bags and board stuff, yeah. Stacked like the worst possible mm-hmm. way in the other box. Like I have an X Men number one that disintegrated, and then I got a uh, new one, and it's in better condition, I think. <laughs> I have like I have like a it's it's not a first printing, unfortunately. It is a second printing, 
but I have a second printing Batman number one of the new 52. So like mm. the Greg Capullo and, uh, um, not Zack Snyder, Scott Snyder. Mm. Um, which I mean, I'll tell you the Scott Snyder Batman run fucking good. Yeah. Uh, mm. but like I have a signed by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo second printing of Batman number one. Um, which was like, I was like, I don't care if it's a second printing. Like, yeah, it's not worth necessarily, it's like worth like 50 bucks payment right. right now. But like, I got it for like 30 at yeah. the time. Um, cause it was only a couple years old at that point. But like, it's, I, I love that I own that. Yeah. Cause like their stuff was so good. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's interesting. Like conventions are a really great way to go. If you want to like, cause the thing is like, if you don't necessarily want to buy constantly still, but you're like, oh, I read this one thing like in a trade, but I would like to own the individual copies of it. So many places will purposefully like package them together yeah, and then say a hundred bucks and you can have all of Secret Invasion. You're like, fucking shit, hell yeah. Like sometimes, sometimes they'll price gauge you. Yeah. You know, gouge. But, gouge. Whatever, you they'll know gouge you. They'll gauge um, you and they'll, then they'll gouge you. Yeah. Th- yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there's a lot of stuff of like, you know, like for example, Ninja Turtles number one kind mm, of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when that you have like the variant copies where mm. they have like individual like you know Raphael, Leonardo, Michelangelo, Dantel, like getting the full set of those is like expensive. Yeah. And my cousin goes for them all the time, and I'm always like, I would love to own those. Yeah, too pricey for yeah. me though. Like, but like it's it's cool the kind of stuff that you can get at conventions because mm-hmm. without conventions, there are so many runs that I would not own, at least not individually package like i have long halloween and i have the rare number zero which was Mm. like only available at a certain store so like i have zero through 13 which is like super cool i keep forgetting about this Mm -hmm. i have did you ever did you ever read during the negative one run the negative marvel in marvel did a negative one run where like for one month or two months every issue of of the of of marvel issued uh issue number negative one so like I don't think I did. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man is about Peter Parker's parents who are like spies, and like interesting. There's all sorts. Of, I have a bunch of them because that that huh. fascinated me. <laughs> yeah, I do not have that. That's interesting. It's it's really cool. I have to d- dig those out. Um, one thing that just occurred to me. I don't know if you wanted to edit this out. I think it'd be cool if in the show notes we each put a like a recommendation, a comic recommendation every every episode. Whether it's every episode, whether it's like oh. or at least when we can, where it's like maybe it's yeah. something we talked about. Like, yeah, in this, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, you know, I know that in mine, oh, there'll be like, like yeah, like uh, Fantastic Four 52 in mine. Number 52 is when Black Panther first showed up. Yes. So, yeah, that's that's I think that's a good idea is like, yeah. is if it's relevant, like yeah. if there's if we can find a book that's like relevant to it. But if it's like, for example, if we're talking about the Dark Elves for like the fourth time in a row, <laughs> I'm not going to recommend the same Dark Elves I would Elves like to once again story. recommend. <laughs> yeah, I would like to once again. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, okay. I think that's a great idea. Um, yeah, we can, we can edit around yeah. stuff. So, uh, then, uh, in terms of movies, I, yeah. l- I, um, the first Spider-Man movie, I watched the day that I came home from freshman year of college. Like I literally <laughs> said goodbye to my friends, drove home, met up with some of my, those same friends and went to see Spider-Man. <laughs> um, sure. And uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and I loved yeah. it a lot and I thought it was great. And then Spider-Man 2 came out, and I loved that even more, and that is mm-hmm. one of the best soundtracks of all time. And mm-hmm. then Spider-Man 3 came out, and then I was done mm. with comic book movies for a little bit, honestly. Yeah, that was not a good movie. 
That was such a trash movie. So then I switched over to Christopher Nolan Batman for a while. Yeah. I think a good choice. One and uh, yeah. Batman Begins and Dark Knight. And then it took me a long time to see Dark Knight Rises for whatever reason, just because, you mm-hmm. know, life. I love Dark Knight Rises and people talk trash about it. Uh, look, it's funny. I, maybe I'm the maybe I'm the Spider-Man three in this situation. But like, I actually think Dark Knight Rises was like choice. I I, oh, I also loved uh, the Michael Keaton. Batman Returns was a big, important movie for me, um, for sure. But uh, then Batman Forever was fine. And then Batman and Robin is so interesting to me because I I think people missed what they were going for, which was can't be comic book stuff. Yeah. But for me, I was like, cool off. this soundtrack is so great. I don't even care That's about true. the movie That's at true. all. <laughs> like, soundtracks That's were true. really important to me growing up, as you can perhaps tell. But, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. You're not on multiple music podcasts for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. I, th- so then, um, I, I saw Iron Man eventually. I saw mm-hmm. Avengers kind of eventually. Mm-hmm. And then basically, my friend Mark said, okay, Infinity War is coming out. Here's the list of movies you need to watch before we go see it. Damn. And I was yeah. like, fuck, all right. Uh, here we go. And so then I did. And then we watched it and it was fine. And I mostly avoided spoilers on that one. And then Endgame came out and he's like, all right, so all you need to do for this one is Ant-Man and Captain Marvel were the only ones I hadn't seen for that. So we watched right. Captain Marvel the night before. And I went or yeah, and then we went and watched Endgame and it was good. Like it, yeah. So I caught up, but then I did this MCU chronological over the right. summer in the pandemic the first time, and that really I was like, this all fits together, and I like it. It a fits lot together more. in a totally different way. Yeah. yeah, I was fortunate, I think, because I, I mean, again, you know, I've I've always enjoyed comics, but like, I don't know how quickly I would have gotten onto the superhero movie trend mm-hmm. had I not seen Iron Man one at after prom okay right so because like the for us all of our after proms were at the amc because oh, like nice. it was because like they could easily book it and then they would just have like four or five theaters running on a loop basically that's so smart and you didn't have you didn't need to have a ticket obviously because you were there for right. like, for whatever and so the thing is like you could literally walk into one movie watch it walk out and then walk into the next room and watch a whole other movie that's amazing um, and there were adult chaperones and stuff like that to make sure that no one was just like you know getting weird in the movie theater. Right. Um, but like I watched Iron Man one yeah. in the theater. And the best part was that my girlfriend at the time was there and she passed out like so early. She was not a, a late night person. Mm. So like within like 30 minutes, it was like an hour and a half past her bedtime. And so she was out and you're supposed to stay there until like sun up. Sure. Basically, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So basically she passed out and like, you know, on like the chairs and stuff like that. So I was like, I'm going to watch it a second yeah. time. So I did. Like I, I watched that movie two times in a row. I was like, this was really fucking good. Yep. So of course I started seeing every single one of those movies. I saw uh, Infinity War, I think only two days after it came out. Mm. And I, of course, again, completely avoided spoilers. Nice. And I went with a friend of mine. Actually, yeah, I saw it here in New Orleans. Uh, and I saw it with a friend who like knew how much it meant to me. Yeah. So she was like, hey, I actually know someone who works at this theater. Like, I'll get us tickets. So we got tickets. We go there. And when that movie ended, I genuinely needed a couple minutes. Yep. Like, she was like, all right, we're going to head out. And I was still sitting there with my head, like, like my hands were like crossed behind, like, behind yeah. my head. And I was just sitting there like processing. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I mean, I think we all know what scene it was. Mm. There was a scene. I mean, I was feeling emotional. Yeah. Already. Yeah. When my boy got got, mm-hmm. I cried so heavily. Sure. I actually thought I was going to throw up at one point. Like, because you know, like when you're crying so hard sure. that your whole body is like into it. I felt ill and I was like, I can't, I mean, like I figured and knew there was no way that he would stay dead because he was already filming Spider-Man 2. You know what I mean? But I was like, it was painful for me to watch. You know what I mean? And like, I, I needed a minute. I was like, they were like, are you okay? I was like, I, I, I'm going to sit here. And like (laughs) the nicest thing was like, they went out to like the lobby. They're like, Hey, can we get a small Dr. Pepper? And then, (laughs) then when I walked out, they're like, here you go. And I was like, thank you. So it was like, my brand was ready for me. I, um, but yeah, no, I've seen every single one like yeah. in theaters, like nice. usually within, I would say maybe within two weeks. Yeah. I haven't seen all of that. Like I've never seen any of the midnight premieres cause that's right. kind of funky to lot. me. Like yeah. I, I can't, it's a lot of pressure yeah. and a lot of people around you. Yeah. Um, but I've always like the big ones I've always seen like almost immediately, yeah. which is great because the crowd reaction, yeah. you know what I mean? Seeing Endgame in theaters, mm-hmm. like only like a couple of days after it came out was incredible. Yes. The people like cheering. I mean, like, and I, I, that's probably the only time I've ever been like, okay with people talking during a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people be like, I mean, you know, well, I don't want to, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll bleep this part out, but like when Black Panther came out. Yeah. Right. Like literally the entire theater, like, you know, like, you know, doing the chance with him and uh-huh. like, and like when he walked out, like oh, when, walked he, out. when he came out of the portal, right, right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So like you know when he walked out, you know the like people screaming and cheering, and then people going like Wakanda forever, you know, like, yeah. and like you know like yelling, and then like when when they started doing like the chants, right, like getting ready to go to war, like people were doing it back in the audience, and like, it, was, it was such an experience, yeah. you know, yeah. Spider Man swinging into the room and people just like losing their mind. I mean, like I once again I cried. I was like, oh my god, my boy. It's one of He's, the uh, best. I think it's one of the best scenes of, I mean, it's certainly probably in the top three best scenes in the Mar- in the MCU so far. I would totally agree with that. I mean, like from start to, to Stark, no, from start <laughs> of that, of that moment, yeah. like from when the, when the big three walk out, yeah. right. And for a moment, it's just the, them. Cause like yeah. they have no idea where the others are. They don't know if they're okay, but like they know it for right now, it's just us three and we have to take this man on. Like from that moment, all the way to the end of the battle yeah. is some of the best mm-hmm. like writing and cinematography and all this. I mean, like For it's sure. so good. For sure. Um, anyway, so here's my thought. We're basically at an hour. I mean, there's some stuff that gets edited right. out. Let me just, um, let me just say this. I thought yeah. Andrew Garfield was great as Spider-Man. Yeah. But Tom Holland knocks it. it Tom Holland is who I read, a, read in comic books in the early nineties. Like, yes, 1000%. Yeah. I yeah, here's the thing. I think all love to Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I have always been in the camp that I think Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man would have been an amazing movie <laughs> experience had they ha <laughs> ha had had they had better writers. Mm. Well, it was because that's where that's where those movies really didn't didn't do well, I think. Was the writing was not very good. It was a little I don't know that I ever saw Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, yeah, you don't really miss much. I did. There's, it's it's rough. The thing it's about Amazing Spider-Man one was that I really love the Karate Kid movies, and that was basically mm-hmm. what if Daniel Larusso was Spider-Man, <laughs> which is sure. fine. No, I mean, which is I actually totally pretty get that. close I think to fine. what Peter. I mean, like it's not yeah. entirely wrong. Um, 
And so I was like, all right, this isn't like white bread Tom McGuire. Listen, and all love to Tom McGuire. I thought he did a great thing, great job sort of pushing forward. Pioneering, into, yeah, really. Yeah, pioneering, for sure. Like, yeah, there's been Batmans and Supermans, yeah. but like, honestly, I think like the the true like modern day superhero movie started with him. Yep. With 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 that Spider-Man. Yep. And like again, I think Tobey Maguire's fine. Yep. I just don't think that he was necessarily like the the perfect Spider-Man. Yep. Yep. But like I do get that like, you know, when you're still trying to figure it out like I think for for when you're trying to figure it out, that was I think the best they could have done. Yep. And I know that sounds like a weird no, statement no. to say, but I think that I think that like for example, Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 really mm. good. Really good so movie. Good. And I am not denying that. Also, I want to point out Willem Dafoe right? is possibly <laughs> one of the best like actors for a villain. Sure. Like for sure. T- to me, Willem Dafoe, his his Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, not knocking Molina's um Doc Ock, but like I don't think necessarily he, that he was what made to the necessarily right. made. No, no, no. But like but Willem Dafoe, honestly, I think as much as some people have kind of trash talked him, I do think Thanos was like so well done. Sure. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin killed was it. Was like and killed it. Yeah. And uh, Michael Keaton as the Vulture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was stunning, mm-hmm. and we'll get to that at some point. And then <laughs> uh, fourth, uh, James Spader. Sure. Sure. As Ultron. Ultron. Yeah. James Spader's mm-hmm. Ultron. Like I, once again, another thing that people will dunk on. I, yes, there are definitely criticisms to be made for uh, Age of Ultron, but James Spader as Ultron, fucking good. Hey, also watch um, watch Age of Ultron and then watch WandaVision and tell me that Age of Ultron isn't improved with the context of WandaVision. Oh, for sure, <laughs> yes. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why they frequently, yeah. like a, at the end of every episode, they would be like, suggested watching Age of Ultron. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. like that's one of the reasons why they did that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's there's a lot of good content yep. in there. Absolutely. I think that's one of the reasons why th- these movies are so good and the TV shows as well. Like they, the attention to detail mm-hmm. and yeah, sure, they might retcon a few things because yeah. they don't realize that they might need an opening somewhere. Right. But like the way that they connect all of these things, yes. even sometimes just through one singular line, yep. but like you immediately know exactly what's happening, who they're talking about, Absolutely. where things are going. Absolutely. It's great. Absolutely. We didn't talk about X-Men, but they're not in the MCU yet. No, they're not. So let's, uh, let's, uh, I think let's wrap it up. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's probably good. Cool, cool issue. Hey, this is like issue number, uh, negative one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this is the one shot. This is the comic book day annual. Exactly. Book, you know? You're like, oh, wow. Yeah. There's a story before the story. Yeah, that this is the story before the story. Um, so, uh, shall we wrap it up? We have, I mean, we will have social medias. There will be all sorts. They'll be right. gorgeous. They'll Our be great. Twitter handle is, here is where I input the thing with a clear over voice. At Timelines Kev. So then, so next episode, here's what you can expect. The beginning of time. Yes, actually, yeah. <laughs> Pretty, quite, almost quite literally. <laughs> Uh, and and I, I don't think we're gonna. I, I don't anticipate. I have no idea what to anticipate. I don't anticipate us going for an hour on these earlier episodes. Again, we're going scene by scene. So if we get to a space where it's like this is a whole episode that takes place during this time, it will be broken down. Th- then we'll have like a mini podcast where right, we'll, yeah, watch, we'll, we'll watch that 
it will break up. Down yeah, so it's gonna be. Think about how granular you think this podcast is gonna be. It's it's more than you're thinking. So, but I'm really excited to start on this journey together, um, and to start next time with uh, first there was darkness, and then stuff happened. Thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of the Timeline Scavengers. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. Excelsior! The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Do you wake up and find that it's later than it was when you last opened your eyes? Does every step forward seem to pull you away from where you just were? Do you feel like symptoms on pharmaceutical commercials are just specific enough to make the majority of listeners think that they need treatment? If this is you or someone you know, you may need the Scavengers Network Indie Podcast Showcase. Snips. Developed by the top minds at the Scavengers Network, Snips is guaranteed to be a thing you can watch from May 21st through 23rd, 2021, on Twitch, Facebook, or at snipshowcase.com. Ask your doctor if Snips is right for you, and also if they'd like to come over to your place to watch with you, if you have that kind of relationship. Snips. It's the only podcast festival specifically designed to be what this ad was all about. Snipshowcase.com. That's S-N-I-P showcase.com. Side effects may include laughter, hunger, confusion, flexibilization, triumphs, emulsion, looking up words in the dictionary to see if they're real or if someone just made them up, disorientation followed by immediate reorientation, dizziness, busyness, busyness, or floppy knuckles.